Basketball, the basketball segment of the Fantasy Fanatics podcast. I'm your host once again, James, and I'm joined once again by Nate and Mette. What's up, boys? So, hey, all right. In today's episode, uh, lots of big things happening around the NBA. Uh, we'll go through our recap once again. Uh, I guess we'll talk about a lot of the the big stuff that happened uh, in a lot of the games. Uh, I guess last night and a lot of the things that happened over this past week in the NBA. We'll definitely be giving you some fantasy pickups for this week for fantasy basketball because it is the beginning of the fantasy basketball playoffs. So we definitely want to have you prepared for that. And then we'll hop right into our preview, give our predictions for spreads and all those kinds of things. So let's just hop right into things. I guess we'll start with uh, Monday in the NBA, the Cleveland Cavaliers. They beat the LA Clippers 120 to 111. Uh, looking at our point leaders, Evan Mobley scored 30 points to lead the Cavs. Vika Zubak had 24 to lead the Clippers. Zubak also had 14 rebounds to lead the Clippers, while Laurie Markkinen had nine for the Cavs. Uh, Darius Garland, 13 assists to lead the Cavs. And Nick Batum had six to lead the Clippers. I guess, Nate, I'll get to you. Uh, this Cleveland team, they've gotten healthier in recent weeks. I guess, what are your thoughts on their team? Um, I mean, this is kind of a much-needed recovery. I think uh, Cleveland's a really deep team. They have a lot of really good players. Um, Evan Mobley, uh, Laurie Markin, and Karis LeVert, Darius Garland. They had Jared Allen, but I think he is out for the season for, I think he had a fractured finger. So, unfortunately, they're not going to have full full depth but i think they might be able to make a couple of upsets in the playoffs yeah maybe they like win around or something but i mean next year this team's going to be scary you get back sexton you get back allen i mean there's almost no ceiling for this team i guess mette what are your thoughts on that on the cavaliers yeah uh yeah they're they're solid like uh they are kind of falling off recently they're not playing as well, but yeah, uh, I I honestly don't think they'll win a a match a round in the playoffs this season. I think it's a little too early, but whoever they get match up with, I can see them take like two or three games. So it it'll it should be a hard fought series. Whoever they end up playing with. Yeah, I guess outside of Kevin Love, this team's pretty young in general, so I feel like they have years to come in terms of playoff success. Um, I guess that gets us to the Clippers. Um, Mette, I'll get to you on this one. I guess, what do you see this team doing in the playoffs? Yeah, uh, if they get Kawhi back, who was seen shooting around before the Warriors game, I believe, sometime last week, and they're going to get back Paul George, they're a completely different team. And even right now, they're not even doing terrible. Like, they're without their two best players. And they're still top eight seed in the West with a plus 500 record. So, yeah, it's really impressive. A lot of people were making fun of the Ty Lu uh, signing by them in the offseason, but he's done a great job. He hasn't had Paul George and Kawhi Leonard for... Uh, most parts of the season so yeah the fact that they're in a playoff spot right now it's really impressive yeah and I mean the fact that they only lost like a by a one-digit lead without Reggie Jackson and Marcus Morris also 
I feel like that's pretty impressive to their depth. So I guess we'll see what happens with this Clippers team as they return to full health. They can definitely uh, make some moves in the playoffs. But we'll get to the next game here. The Atlanta Hawks being the Portland Trailblazers, 122 to 113. Trey Young, monster game, 46 points to lead the Hawks. Josh Hart had 31 for the Blazers. And then for rebounds, Clint Capella had 16 for the Hawks. CJL had 13 to lead Portland and then uh, in terms of assists Trey Young with 12 to lead the Hawks and Brandon Williams with six to lead Portland um I guess Mette I'll start with you this time uh looking at the Hawks I mean they've been pretty hot lately I guess what are your thoughts on them yeah they're heating up they've won three in a row lately and this is kind of an easy opponent but they got the job done that's what they're supposed to do so, yeah, nothing's a guarantee. And 46 points from Trey Young, that makes it a lot easier for you to win. And, yeah, outside of that, like, this team, we saw what they could do last year. They were, like, a fifth seed, I believe. So, yeah, I, I wouldn't look too much into, like, how they're doing right now in terms of standings. As long as they make the play-in game, which they should, they can get hot again and go on a run like they did last year. So, yeah, uh, I'm excited excited to see how the Hawks do in the play-ins. Yeah, I definitely agree. This is a team, um, we saw them catch fire at the end of last season. It took them all the way to the Eastern Conference Finals. So, I mean, I guess you really never know with this team. I guess speaking of the play-in, Nate, I'll get to you on Portland. This team's one spot out of the play-in, but I don't know. What are your thoughts on them getting in? I feel like they're sort of trending in the wrong direction. Honestly, I feel like their chances are kind of, uh, they're pretty slim. I think um, Anthony Simons, he's still injured at the moment, so they're missing one of their um, better guards. Um, Damian Lillard, he's out for, I don't know how long, possibly the rest of the season. So they're basically playing without some of their um, better players and they traded CJ McCollum and they traded Norm Powell. So a little um, understaffed at the moment. So I guess they're going to have to really dig deep if they want to make the play. Yeah, I think I agree with you. Uh, I really don't see this team making it. I guess, Mete, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, they're only two and a half games back i believe but yeah it's not looking good for them they've got injuries working against them and yeah they've they've been struggling lately so yeah i i don't really see them making the play-ins as well yeah it's definitely uh, not a good look for this team uh they pretty much like nate said um shedded down their their entire squad uh, trading away guys like Powell and, and so on and, and McCollum especially and Lillard not being in the lineup and Simon's not being in the lineup. Yeah, it's just not uh, a great year overall for Portland. They'll definitely have to look to next year, in my opinion, as well. Um, we'll get to the next game. This was an interesting game. Denver Nuggets beating the Philadelphia 76ers 114 to 110. Uh, it was like the battle of Joel Embiid and Nikola Jokic. Embiid dropped 34 points to lead the Sixers and Jokic had 22 to lead the Nuggets. Jokic had 13 rebounds to lead the Nuggets, and Embiid had nine to lead the Sixers. And Jokic had eight assists to lead the Nuggets, while James Harden had 11 to lead the Sixers. Um, I guess, Nate, I'll start with you. I guess, what are your thoughts on the battle of these two MVP candidates? 
I mean, it's really impressive. And I guess the thing is um, the 76ers right now are deeper than the Nuggets are. And the Nuggets still found a way to come out on top. So um, I think it kind of shows um, Jokic's um, argument for being an MVP because the, the Nuggets, they're basically a playoff team and they're not even fully healthy. And Jokic has been finding ways just to kind of um, involve everybody in the offense and just the amount of value that he brings to the Nuggets is kind of a really strong argument. And I guess um, Embiid still has a really strong argument as well. Yeah, um, definitely was impressed uh, with the overall effort here by both of those guys. I guess Mete, um, I guess how do you weigh in on this whole MVP conversation? I know Nuggets won the game, but I guess who's sort of ahead in that MVP race? Yeah, uh, I think it's Jokic. Uh, like, they have really similar records, these two teams. And one's a third seed because they're in the East, and one's a sixth seed because they're in the West. So Jokic is playing in a tougher conference. Like Nathan said, he hasn't really had much help uh, the whole year. They've been missing Michael Porter Jr. for most part of the year. And then uh, Jamal Murray, who was sent down to the G League today, uh, he hasn't played at all, but he might be back for the playoffs, which is great news for them. So, yeah, I, I'd go with Jokic. He's, I think he puts up pretty much better numbers in all the stats, except maybe like points and blocks. And, yeah, the fact that he's carrying this Nuggets team 13 games over 500 is really impressive. Yeah, I think I, I tend to agree there. I know Embiid can come up with monster games, but the fact that Jokic is pretty much the heart and soul of this team, and they probably wouldn't even make the playoffs if it wasn't for him at this point, especially with all the injuries they dealt with. So, yeah, I think I definitely have to agree with you guys there. Uh, moving on to the next game, we have the Charlotte Hornets being the OKC Thunder, 134-116. to 116. We had Terry Rozier leading the Hornets with 30 points. Shai Gilgis Alexander had 32 to lead the Thunder. Then Mason Plumlee had 10 rebounds to lead the Hornets. Well, uh, Shai Gilgis Alexander had eight rebounds to lead the Thunder. And then for assists, Mason Plumlee had eight for the Hornets, and Trey Mann had six for the Thunder. Um, I guess, Mete, I'll, I'll ask you about Charlotte here. They're holding on to that last spot uh, in the play-in. Do they get it? Do they lose it? I guess, what are your thoughts there? Yeah, I think they'll get it. Uh, Washington's around like four games back right now, and they're the closest team. So that's a pretty big lead, especially this late into the season. So, yeah, I think they get into the playing game. It's just will they win a game in the play-ins is my question. And, yeah, I don't know. If they get Gordon Hayward back, they're a completely different team. But at this moment, I think they're like a little too inconsistent. So even if they make the plan, I feel like it's going to be hard for them to make the playoffs unless Gordon Hayward comes out. Yeah, I mean, uh, this team is pretty decent. Like they have a pretty deep roster overall. It's just getting this team to sort of uh, play up to their potential. And I think Gordon Hayward's one of the guys that can sort of bring that out of them. Um, I guess, Nate, getting to you. I guess first, your thoughts on on the Hornets and whether they can hold their playoff spot. I guess for the Hornets, um, it looks like they should be able to. I think, like Mete said, the Hornets are four games ahead of the 
the next team that could possibly make it in. So as long as um, they don't, I guess, don't slide and the Lizards don't, uh, I guess, have like a really, a really long winning streak. And as long as the Hornets can keep healthy, they should be able to stay in a playing spot. And I guess just getting to you on OKC, Nate, um, do you think they're going to keep playing their starters or are they going to shut down guys like Shai for the rest of the season coming up? It's hard to say. Um, I think in terms of health, it might be better to, to shut them down, but I think they just um, kind of want to experiment, um, try to develop the players a little bit. There's also kind of the prospect of the fans being able to go and see Shai play. So I don't think he's going to be out for the rest of the season. Even if they um, rest him a bit more, he's probably still going to be playing for them. Yeah, for sure. Uh, season's pretty much done for them. Like you said, experimenting and so on is pretty much what's happening right now. Uh, we'll move on to the next game. Uh, we got Minnesota Timberwolves beating the San Antonio Spurs. Uh, 149 to 139 this game surprisingly didn't go to overtime that's a huge score for a four-quarter game Carl Anthony Towns dropped 60 points insane to lead the Timberwolves Keldon Johnson at 34 to lead the Spurs Carl Anthony Towns 17 rebounds to lead the Timberwolves while Keldon Johnson at eight to lead the Spurs Pat Beverly eight assists to lead the Timberwolves while DeJounte Murray had 12 for the Spurs um, I guess, Nate, I'll start with you here. What are your thoughts on uh, the Timberwolves and KAT's 60-point game? I mean, really impressive. I mean, we were just talking about the MVP race. I'm not sure if Carl Anthony Towns would be um, in that race. He'd probably, he's probably going to be um, outside looking in, but he's been like one of the top five centers for a really long time now, and I guess this is just kind of a showcase of why and it's even more impressive because I felt like at least in terms of um, physicality I thought Pirtle should be able to contain him a little bit but he didn't really contain him, contain him at all yeah well I mean I'm a Spurs fan and I haven't really been impressed with Pirtle lately I think John Morant dunked on him the other day and I mean yeah he's just been getting abused in the paint lately I don't know what's going on with him he's definitely got to turn things around I guess Mete what are your thoughts on uh, KAT's uh, 60 point game yeah this was insane I think 32 of his points came in the third quarter so yeah that makes it even more impressive and yeah he's he's led the Wolves to 10 games over 500 I've been saying this and still really surprising to see where they came from last season like the talents there for sure but like I don't think a lot of people expected them to be the seventh seed in the west at this moment yeah I mean uh, I know we talked about coming into the season this team had so much talent could they put it together and it looks like this year they have uh, they've looked really good um, I guess Mete I'll get to you on the Spurs I know it was a tough loss here couple games ago, Greg Popovich becomes the all-time wins leader. I guess, give me your thoughts on that. Yeah, that's amazing. I mean, he's definitely a top three coach of all time. So for him to get the wins, it's just great. I'm hoping he doesn't retire after that. Maybe that was like his one last thing that kept him going. So hopefully he sticks around, but 
Yeah, I mean, the Spurs this season, they haven't been that great, but at least they were able to give Popovich his all-time leading win. Yeah, he's definitely considered one of the best coaches of all time. As some people say, he's the Bill Belichick of the NBA. And um, I guess, Nate, any thoughts on that? Um, I think this has definitely solidified his case as um, one of the greatest coaches ever. I think in terms of champion championships, he has five, which isn't the most. But I think having the most regular season wins helps. Um, there are some coaches that have um, higher winning percentages. I think Steve Kerr currently has a higher winning winning percentage. So I think if the Warriors end up winning um, more titles, depending on how long Steve Kerr's tenure is, maybe at the end of Steve Kerr's career, we might be having a similar conversation with him. So I think there's maybe like uh, four other coaches at the most that you can kind of compare to Greg Popovich. So uh, really, I guess, a really small class of coaches. Yeah, I think that current Spurs team is kind of tanking his win percentage. Uh, it probably would have been a lot higher than that. But uh, yeah, definitely one of the, the greatest coaches of all time, if not the greatest. I definitely agree with that. Uh, we'll get to the next game here. We have Golden State Warriors being the Washington Wizards, 126 to 112. Steph Curry dropped 47 points to lead the Warriors. Kristaps Porzingis has 25 to lead the Wizards. In terms of uh, rebounds, uh, Jonathan Kaminga had eight to lead the Warriors, and Kyle Kuzma had eight to lead the Wizards. And then for assists, Draymond Green had six to lead the Warriors, and Raul Neto had seven to lead the Wizards. Um, I guess, uh, Nate, I'm going to start with you. Uh, Golden State finally started to catch fire again. Draymond Green's back in the lineup, and they're playing really well. What are your thoughts on this team? I mean, it looks like they're back in playoff form. I think Clay Thompson is back, if I remember correctly. Draymond Green's officially back. Um, Steph Curry's back. So that's pretty much like the backbone of the Warriors offense. So I think it's pretty much to the point where any of these three any of these three players are in the roster, they're probably going to win unless it's like a top-tier team in either conference. So they're probably going to have another really long streak. Yeah, I mean, this team's been hot. Um, they look like such a complete team with Draymond back. I know uh, he seems to be that glue that holds that team together, although he might not be the flashiest player. He's definitely really solid in a lot of the, the grinding-type areas of the game. Um, I guess, Mete, I'll get to you. Uh, the Wizards, they're one spot out of the play-in. Um, I guess give me your thoughts on their chances of getting in, and I guess your thoughts on Porzingis' fit in this lineup. Yeah, like I said, for the Hornets, they're like four games behind. So I don't really see the Wizards making it, especially since Beal won't be back. Like if he came back, then I definitely think they have a shot. But yeah, uh, we're not in that universe. So uh, I don't think they'll make it. And Przingis is fit. Honestly, I feel like Przingis would fit in with Pretty much every team since he's a big man who can uh, stretch the floor so yeah he's he's a good fit here and I'd say he fits pretty much everywhere so that was a definitely a good acquisition for them at the trade deadline yeah I definitely think they have a solid team heading into next season the question is going to be whether Bradley Beal stays or not but 
um, yeah, if he does decide to stay, I mean, yeah, this roster, uh, they they look like they could be contending for a playoff spot next year. Uh, this year, it's going to be tough, like you said. Um, I think if the Hornets get Hayward back, they're going to lock up that 10th seed, but we'll definitely have to see. Uh, getting to the next game, surprising loss for the Bulls. They lose to Sacramento 112-103. to De'Aaron Fox leads the Kings with 34 points. Zach Levine at 27 to lead the Bulls. Uh, Trey Lyles, 11 rebounds to lead the Kings, while Nikola Jokic had, sorry, Nikola Vucevic had 10 to lead the Bulls. And uh, for assists, uh, De'Aaron Fox was six to lead the Kings, and Zach Levine was six to lead Chicago. Um, Mete, I'm going to get to you on the Kings. It uh, looks like they're a little further back uh, from making the playoffs, but I don't know. What are your thoughts on, on this team since the deadline uh, until now? Yeah, it really hasn't gone. Uh, better since the deadline. Honestly, they uh, they might have gotten worse record wise, but the Montez Sabonis is definitely a great pickup for them. It just I don't know. It didn't really make sense for them to trade Halliburton. Hopefully, they can make the playoffs or playing next year. As yeah, that's what the goal of that trade seemed like. So. Yeah, if that doesn't happen, uh, that's going to be probably one of the worst trades of all time. Yeah, the trade almost seemed like they were in a win-now mode, which doesn't make sense because they don't have that type of record to be able to win now. So um, I really don't know what they were thinking there. Sabonis is a good player. Hopefully it turns out. And like you said, hopefully they can contend for a spot next year. But Nate, I'm going to get to you on the Bulls here. Tough loss. Um, they were first in the East at one point. Now they've dropped to fourth. I guess, what are your thoughts on the Bulls' struggles lately? I think the Bulls, they didn't have a fully healthy roster. Um, I know Alex Crusoe was out for a bit. Um, he he does bring a lot of, um, I guess, defense to, to the Bulls. He, he's normally there to help contain the opposing guards. So I think he was back um, this game. And I think, I guess, with this game in particular, it was mostly just a case of, they had to play catch up um, the entire time because they um, they were down by around 10 points in the first quarter and they, the Kings were just able to kind of keep the pace. And I guess it was also a case of the three best, best players playing really well, but the rest of the roster um, weren't really able to kind of help make the final push. Yeah, I definitely agree. I feel like this Bulls team, they have a lot of potential. They're just getting their injured guys back. So hopefully they can, you know, do something in the playoffs this year. I guess, Mete, what are your thoughts on the Bulls and their chances this year? Yeah, uh, they've got a pretty tough record. I might have said this last uh, episode, but I saw this post on Stat Muse. They're like 0-14, something like that, against top four teams in the league. So, yeah, in the playoffs, you're going to be playing good teams. And right now, they're not beating them. So, like, I am a little skeptical, but I don't know. I'm hoping they can make noise in the playoffs because I'm really rooting for DeMar and the Bulls. Yeah, it's definitely going to be tough considering that they'll probably have to face Boston the way it's looking right now. And Boston's been pretty hot. I believe they've won seven out of their last 10. I don't know, but I think Boston has a chance to upset this Bulls team if they don't get it going. 
But the good news is that they still have plenty of games to go. They can definitely turn things around. Um, I guess we'll get now to the next game. It's the Milwaukee Bucks beating the Utah Jazz 117 to 111. Um, great win here for the Bucks. Yanis Antetokounmpo leads them with 30 points. Donovan Mitchell at 29 to lead the Jazz. Yanis had 15 rebounds to lead the Bucks, while Rudy Gobert had 14 for the Jazz. Drew Holiday, seven assists to lead the Bucks, And then Donovan Mitchell had eight assists to lead the Jazz. Um, I guess, Mete, uh, let me get your thoughts on the Bucks here. They get Lopez back. Looks like uh, George Hill's back as well. It looks like this team's healthy. I guess, what are your thoughts? Yeah, uh, they're definitely going to make some noise in the playoffs now that Brook Lopez is back. Uh, he's one of the best shot blockers in the league. Or he was before he got hurt. Maybe that'll change, but I don't think so. Uh, yeah, um, they've just been so great all season long. So, yeah, this Bucks team, it's, it's like... Another day in the office for them. Yeah, I mean, uh, this was a solid win here. On the road, you go into Utah, you get a huge win. Um, yeah, definitely really impressed with this Bucks team. They're getting healthy. They have a chance at the number one seed in the East. Definitely looking really solid. I guess, um, Nate, let me get to you on the Jazz. Um, I guess give me your thoughts on this team. They're fourth in the West this year. Uh, what do you think their playoff chances look like? It's going to be tough because the Western Conference is tough every year. Um, I mean, even this year, there's still the Suns, there's still the Warriors. So, I mean, normally the Jazz, they're a pretty strong playoff team. Um, they normally make, I guess, in terms of like how far they go, they normally get to at least the second round. So I think this is pretty much just, um, they know they're probably going to do well in the regular season but it's pretty much just going to come down to um, individual matchups in the playoffs yeah I guess one thing about this Jazz team is they just can't seem to get over the hump I guess Mete what are your thoughts on that yeah uh, they were all right last season I believe they lost in the second round if I'm yeah I think mistaken. they lost to the Clippers I think if yeah. I'm not mistaken yeah so you are right like they haven't made like a really late uh, playoff push in a while. So, yeah, hopefully this year is different. But I don't know. I feel like the West is really open this season. So it could be pretty much anyone's conference to win. Unless uh, Chris Paul is able to come back, then, yeah, the Suns should definitely be favorites. But we don't know if he'll be back for the playoffs yet. So, yeah, I really think there's not like a team that I'd be like, oh, they're clearly going to win the West. So we'll see if this is a year for them. Yeah, I think they just have to get hot at the right time. Uh, that would be for the Jazz. I feel like uh, you get hot at the right time, you can definitely do some damage in the playoffs. Other than that, I mean, I, I think the playoffs are going to have to, you know, go through Golden State. I still feel like they're the best team. They've struggled as of late, but they're getting their guys back. And I feel like I know we've talked about in previous episodes, James Wiseman could be coming back as well. I think he's in the G League right now. So, um, yeah, definitely a, a really solid team there in the West as well. 
I guess speaking of the West, we'll get to the Lakers. Uh, they lost 114 to 103 to the Toronto Raptors. Good, solid game for Toronto. Gary Trent Jr. leads them with 28 points. LeBron James had 30 to lead the Lakers. Precious Sachua had 11 rebounds to lead the Raptors, while uh, Wayne Gabriel had nine to lead the Lakers. And then for assists, Fred Van Vliet, seven to lead the Raptors, while Talon Horton Tucker had five to lead the Lakers. Uh, Metti, I'll start with you. Raptors have been pretty hot. Lakers have been ice cold. I guess, give me your thoughts. Yeah, this is great for the Raptors. They were struggling uh, last episode, and now they're on a four-game winning streak. So, yeah, uh, great job by them. And it feels like they're, like, they've been one of those streaky teams this year. They'll go on, like, kind of long losing streaks, and then they'll have winning streaks like this where they win, like, four or five in a row. So, yeah, uh, right now they're at the high point, and for them to bench Ken Birch for Precious Achua lately, I've been a big fan of that. Since the All-Star break, Precious Achua has been playing amazing. So, yeah, he definitely deserved to move into the starting lineup, in my opinion. His three-point shooting has gone much better, even though this game he didn't make one. Uh, it's been way better better especially in the corners i feel like that's like his hot spot and yeah this uh raptors team it looks like they should at least make the play-in so yeah this is it's been a pretty exciting season for the raptors yeah i definitely agree uh definitely a play-in team they could make a play for that sixth seed though which would be a lot better for raptors fans uh, if they get that, you know, not having to go through the, the whole play-in thing just to get into the playoffs. Um, I guess, Nate, what are your thoughts on the Raptors? And I guess also the struggles for the Lakers. What are your thoughts on that? I guess for the Raptors, um, they're, I guess, a team that's a little bit underlooked. They're currently at 500, so they're basically um, underdogs at this point. I think they have a lot of potential, but in terms of how far they can make it, it's going to be pretty hard to see how far they can go, but I think in terms of um, matchups, they should be able to match up decently well with, I guess, a surprising number of teams. So hopefully they uh, make a, a deep playoff run. And I guess for the Lakers, um, it's, car- it's kind of hard to say what's wrong. I guess in this game, um, the Raptors match up really well against the Lakers. So, um, they were able to contain the Lakers in the first quarter, and then they pretty much just kept the pace. The Lakers tried to make a fourth quarter push, but it was pretty much too too late by the time they started getting their momentum. I feel like they should have um, played Dwight Howard a little bit more since um, I think the Raptors, in terms of their five spot, Precious Ochoa is a really good player, but um, he'd be undersized if he tried to match up against uh, Dwight Howard. So they probably should have played inside maybe a little bit more, but it's kind of hard to say overall. Yeah, definitely a great win for the Raptors here. Um, Lakers, obviously, they've been struggling. They're still in that ninth spot, so they're probably going to hold on to a play-in spot is my guess. Uh, whether they win it or not, that's probably the biggest question. But um, yeah, they just really haven't looked solid and honestly they they could have addressed some stuff at the deadline they didn't really do it um i really don't know if they have a playoff push in them but we'll definitely have to see 
I guess getting to Tuesday's games, I think all of them are in progress currently. We got the Grizzlies blowing out the Pacers um, in the fourth quarter. Yeah, Memphis, they've definitely been hot. They're continuing that in this game. Brooklyn's another team that's been turning on the Jets lately. They're also blowing out Orlando in the fourth quarter. Now we got Miami up on the Detroit Pistons in the third quarter. Then we got the Phoenix Suns, who uh, Mete just talked about. They're up uh, on the Pelicans uh, at halftime. So we're not going to be covering those games. We're going to get to the fantasy pickups for fantasy basketball. It's a fantasy playoffs. We definitely want to get you guys set for that. Uh, we'll get to our look for guards here for pickups. I guess, Nate, I'll start with you. Who's your guard pickup for the week? I guess maybe in deep leagues, you could take a look at um, Dwayne Washington Jr. I think currently he's around um, 5% rostered. I think he's been having some pretty good games, though. I think against Atlanta, he got 22 points, got 19 against Sacramento. So as long as his field goal percentage is good and he shoots um, a lot of threes, he should be able to get some points for you. He should be able to get some threes for you as well. So. Yeah, if you're in a deep league, you definitely a point guard you can look at. All right, and Mete, I'll bounce to you. Who do you have at guard for this week? Yeah, so if you still need pickups, congratulations, as it probably means that you made your fantasy playoffs. And let's try to get you a championship with some nice waiver wire pickups. Starting with a guard, I'd go for Brandon Williams. He's been playing a lot of minutes lately. For the Portland Trailblazers, he's sitting at 19% rostered, and he's only point guard eligible. But, yeah, like I just said, he's getting a lot of minutes lately. The Blazers, they're dealing with a lot of injuries. So it's opened up some playing time for him. Uh, he's great for points, steals. He's okay for assists, and he'll also get you some nice three-pointers. Uh, his field goal percentage isn't the greatest, but so, yeah, uh, outside of that, though, he's a really great uh, waiver wire pickup, especially for 90% on. All right, and I guess uh, for my guard pickup for the week, I have Mark Kelly Fultz for the Orlando Magic. He plays point guard and shooting guard. Um He's around 30% rostered, but he's been added over 15% in the last week. So people are jumping on this guy. Definitely go add him up. Uh, he's been playing limited minutes since he's come back from his injury, but he's been pretty solid overall. He's been posting double-digit points in almost every game. Um, he's definitely solid for assists. Two games ago, he had 11 assists. He's getting steals. He's getting blocks. I think in the game he's currently playing in, as we're recording, he has a steal and two blocks in that game. Uh, definitely really solid, good at covering categories. Uh, so definitely a guy you can go add, no matter which league, deep or shallow, depending on if you need guard help. Uh, we'll get to forwards now. So uh, Nate, uh, who do you have at forward for this week? So this week, you could uh, probably take a look at um, Lonnie Walker, the fourth again. Um, I think he's currently 25% rostered. Um, he's been having a lot of double-digit games. He had 22 against Minnesota, 20 against Indiana. Um, so he can get a lot of points for you. He can get um, threes. He can get a little bit of rebounds and assists, but most of his value is in scoring. So if you need someone who can score, then pick up Lonnie Walker. All right. Sounds good. And Mete, getting to you, who's your forward pickup for the week? Forward, I went with Trendon Wofford, also of the Portland Trailblazers. 
small forward eligible, and he's sitting at 48% roster. Yeah, like I said, Portland's, they're really going through some injuries right now. It's open playing time for guys like Brendan Williams and Trendon Watford. And if Watford's there for your waiver wire, you definitely got to pick him up. He's getting a lot of minutes. He scored 20-plus points in his last three games. He's a great rebounder for the forward position. And he's a great shot blocker as well for the forward position. So, yeah, he'll definitely help you out in a lot of categories. And if he's there on your waiver wire, don't hesitate. This guy can definitely help you win a championship. Yeah, I definitely agree. And I guess for my forward pickup for the week, I'm going to stay on that Portland um, – I guess, uh, bandwagon there, uh, both Drew Eubanks, uh, power forward and center. Um, yeah. Like you mentioned, they're playing a lot of these younger guys. Um, yeah, this guy, he's double doubled in his last two games, 20 and 12, uh, points and rebounds, 16 and 10. Uh, he's had five assists in those two games as well. Um, he's had a steal and two blocks as well. Definitely really solid. Perfect from the line. And I mean, his field goal is really solid. Definitely a guy you should be picking up. He's had over 30 minutes in those two games. So he almost broke 40 minutes in one of them as well. So he's getting the minutes. Portland's continuing to play these guys. Definitely go add them up if you want to win a fantasy championship. And I guess we'll get to centers now. Nate, who's your center pickup for the week? I guess if you're in a deep league, you can maybe take a look at Onyeka Okongwu. I think he's 13% rostered. Um, he doesn't get the most minutes. He gets around 20 because he's playing behind Clint Capella, but his field goal percentage has been really high. So he's been getting um, nearly a double, a double, double in his past few games. I think against Portland, he got 12 and seven and got 13 and nine against Indiana. So even though he doesn't necessarily get the best minutes, I think his field goal percentage and his rebounding is good enough that he's um, worth picking up and putting um, in your roster. All right, and Mete, I'll bounce to you. Who, who do you have at center this week? The center, I decided to go with Mason Plumley of the Charlotte Hornets. He's sitting at 47% rostered, and he's power forward and center eligible in Yahoo Leagues. And, yeah, he's been playing great lately. He's a guy who really struggles to shoot free throws, and he doesn't make threes. But if you can look past that, he's not the greatest scorer but he'll get you a ton of rebounds and he's a sneaky good passer. He gets a ton of assists, especially for a center and the defensive stats are usually there. So yeah, he's playing great basketball lately. And if you need a guy who can help you out in pretty much every category, except threes and free throws, Mason Plumlee is definitely your guy. All right. And for center, um, I have Precious Achua this week. I know Mete talked about him quite a bit. Uh, he's tri-eligible, both forward positions and center. He's only around 25% rostered. He's definitely a must-add. He's had double-digit points in six out of his last seven games. Um, he's a big that can shoot the three. He had four three-pointers uh, two games ago. Um, yeah, in his past uh, three games, uh, he's been perfect from the free-throw line as well. Uh, definitely a guy that's really solid. Um, yeah, and for him playing three positions, he's definitely a must-add as well. 
All right, that's going to be the end of the fantasy basketball pickups for the week. So let's just move right into the preview for Wednesday's games. Uh, let's just take a look at some of the games on the slate. Uh, we'll start with the first game, the Atlanta Hawks at the Charlotte Hornets. It looks like the Hornets are favored by two at home. I guess, Matty, I'll start with you. I guess, what are your thoughts on this game? Who do you like? Uh, two really hot teams. The Hornets are home, so I'm having a little trouble. And it's not that big of a spread, so I'll just go with the Hawks because I usually like to go with the plus uh, during games that I believe are a toss-up. So I'll go with the Hawks. All right, Nate, what are your thoughts on this game? I guess I kind of um, like the center matchup for – um, the Hawks against the Hornets, so I'll go with the Hawks as well. Yeah, I think there's there's a good chance this line flips by the time we get to tip off on Wednesday. So, yeah, I think if you can get the Hawks at plus two, you take it. I feel like um, they they look like they've been a solid team as of late. We talked about how hot they are, so definitely uh, I like them in this matchup. And uh, we'll move to the next game, Philadelphia 76ers at the Cleveland Cavaliers. It looks like the Sixers are favored by four points. Uh, Nate, I'll start with you this time. I guess, who do you like here? I mean, the Cavs are a good team, but I think you still have to go with the Sixers here. Yeah, I think I'm going to lean with the Sixers as well. It's only four points. I know the Cavs are home. Concerns me a bit, especially with that loss that the Sixers had on Monday. I guess, Mete, what are your thoughts on this game? Yeah, I'm going with the Sixers as well. Uh, it's not that big of a spread. And, yeah, the Sixers, they've been pretty good outside of that Brooklyn game. So I have no problem going with the Sixers here. All right, and uh, we'll move on to the next game. But the Denver Nuggets at the Washington Wizards. It looks like the Nuggets are favored by five and a half. Uh, Mete, where are you on this game? Yeah, again, I think... I'll go with the favorite and the road team, but and that's the Nuggets. Like the Wizards have been struggling pretty heavily lately, and the Nuggets, I believe, oh, they've only won one, but they're seven and three in their last ten. So, yeah, they're playing pretty good, and I think they can cover that. It's not that big of a spread. All right, Nate, I'll get to you. What are your thoughts on that? I mean, the Nuggets just beat the 76ers, so um, it's going to be a bit of uh, an ask to request the Wizards to try to cover this game. Could they cover? Maybe, but I'm still going to go with the Nuggets on this. I think maybe you could take a swing with the Wizards at home, uh, five and a half. Uh, I think maybe there's a chance they cover. Maybe Denver slips out a win at the end. Uh, I think I might go with the Wizards just because I feel like they will play better at home. They've come off of a a road trip that was kind of tough. So, um, yeah, I think maybe I might go with the Wizards here. Uh, getting to the next game, we have the Dallas Mavericks at the Brooklyn Nets. No spread up yet, but I guess as an early look, Nate, uh, who do you like in this matchup? Um, I think if the Nets are at home, then that means Kyrie is probably not playing. So, um depends i guess you can maybe go with the maps considering there's gonna be no Kyrie. all right mete getting to you i guess which team do you like between the two 
I think I'll go with the Nets, even though they shouldn't have Kyrie Irving. Like, they've been on, like, a three-game winning streak, I think, lately. Yeah, and, yeah, I really think they're going to heat up heading into the playoffs as they're way better than 35, 30, their current record of 35 and 33, and eight seeds. So, yeah, I think they win this game, and they continue their – Hot play of late. Yeah, I think I'm going to go with Dallas here, actually. I mean, uh, I think it's just because, yeah, Nets are at home, so no Kyrie. They're coming off of a back-to-back where they scored over 150 points uh, on Tuesday night. So I think they've they've pretty much put up uh, their bucket load of points. I think Dallas will definitely be able to match up well with them. If Dallas is favored, I think they should be able to cover. And if they're dogs, I think they might be able to win outright. So I think I'm going to go with Dallas in this game. Uh, moving on to the next one, uh, we've got the Portland Trailblazers at the New York Knicks. Um, I know we didn't talk about the Knicks a lot, but they are favored by 10.5 in this game, Etty. I guess what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I'm definitely staying away from the Knicks here. Blazers have been struggling, but so have the Knicks, and that's way too big of a spread to trust the Knicks with. So, yeah, I'd rather just go with the Blazers here. Yeah, Nate, I guess, what are your thoughts on this matchup? In Portland does have some players out, like Anthony Simons, uh, Yusuf Nurkic, but 10 is um, a big spread, like Mate said, so I'd probably go with Portland on this. Yeah, I think if the Knicks get a double-digit lead, they're probably going to blow it in this game like they've been doing over the course of the season. So, yeah, I think it, I you should be able to take the Blazers and be pretty confident about it. Um, moving on to the next game, we've got the Phoenix Suns at the Houston Rockets. It looks like the Suns are favored by 10 points. Um, I guess, Nate, uh, do the Suns get a big win here? I mean, I don't think you can pick against the Suns in this game. Uh, what about you, Matthew? What do you think? I'm actually going to pick against the Suns in this game. <laughs> yeah, uh, I'm not the biggest fan of big spreads. The Rockets are home. And I don't know, like, the Suns team, they are good, but without Chris Paul, they're not as scary to me. So for those reasons, I actually like the Rockets here. Yeah, I think, Mete, you've done a pretty good job convincing me because I might go with the Rockets as well. Uh, I'll add to your point by saying the Suns are coming off of a back-to-back as well. They played Tuesday night. So I think that's just more, I guess, motivation uh, for the Rockets to get a win. Like you mentioned, they are at home. Actually, they don't even need to win. They can just make – they can keep it as like a one-score game and still cover the spread. So, yeah, I'll take the Rockets here. Uh, We'll get to the next game now. Uh, you've got the L.A. Lakers at the Minnesota Timberwolves. Um, it looks like the Wolves are favored by around eight points uh, on average. So um, I guess, Mete, do you think the Wolves can win by eight or more? I think I'll go with the Lakers here. Uh, I fully expect the Wolves to win, but, yeah, the Lakers, they're playing for their play-in lives right now. So they should, in theory, keep the game close and yeah i know it's really hard trusting them but they're they're not even the favorites so they don't have to win the cover and it's kind of a big spread so i take a chance with the lakers all right nate i guess what are your thoughts on this game 
Uh, I mean, even though it's a big spread, I'll go with uh, the Timberwolves. Um, the Lakers, their team defense hasn't really been the best. So I know the uh, Lakers are a bigger team, but Carl uh, Anthony Towns, um, his scoring has been really good. It's really hard to stop him. And they're a good team all around. So I'll just go with Timberwolves. Yeah, I think I'm going to go with Minnesota as well. I, you know, I, I just, I've been feeding the Lakers almost every game and it's been working out pretty well for me. So I think I just got to keep going at it while they're on this cold streak. Uh, I know eventually they're going to turn it around. Maybe they turn it around this game. But um, as of right now, I think I got to go with the Wolves. Uh, we'll move on to the next game. The Spurs are favored over the Thunder by 13 and a half points. It's pretty insane. I might just go with the Thunder here just because uh, I don't think the Spurs should be that heavily favored. I don't know, Nate, what are your thoughts on that? I'm guessing they're anticipating, um, I guess, uh, no no Josh Giddy. Maybe that's why the spread is so high, but I'm probably just going to go with OKC. Yeah, Mete, I, I assume you're going to take the Thunder because you don't like big spreads either. Yeah, definitely. It's way too big of a spread to trust uh, a 12 seed with. So, yeah, I, I'll take the Thunder as well. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. Spurs, uh, they're not the caliber of team to be able to trust uh, with that kind of lead, like you said. Um, a solid matchup here, two fourth seeds, the Bulls and the Jazz uh, in Utah. Uh, the Jazz are favored by six and a half points. Uh, Mete, I guess, which squad do you like here? I'll go with the Bulls. I know I said they've got a terrible record against top teams, but I feel like that's bound to switch any time now. Like, they need to get a win against the top team, and they don't even have to win to cover this one. So, yeah, they're a good team. I know it. They just they need to play to their potential. And hopefully they do that this game. All right. And um, getting to you, Nate, I guess, what are your thoughts on this game? Well, I guess it's going to come down to not just, I guess, Levine, DeRozan, and Vucevic to fight. Um, how does the rest of the roster kind of keep up? But I think it should be pretty close. So I'll go with the Bulls as well. Yeah, I think I might actually go with Utah here. I definitely think that this is uh, – they're, they're catching the Bulls at a time where they have been struggling as of late. And, I mean, Utah, um, they've been pretty decently healthy. I know Gobert missed a little bit, but he's back now. So, um, yeah, I think they can definitely win and cover, especially with the way the Bulls have been playing lately. So I think I'll go with Utah here. Um, getting to the next game, Boston Celtics at the Golden State Warriors. The Warriors are favored by four points. Um, Nate, I assume you're probably going to go with Golden State, but I guess what are your thoughts? Yeah, I don't think you can pick against uh, Golden State at the moment either. Yeah, Mete, what are your thoughts here? Honestly, I think I'll go with the Celtics. I know the Warriors are on four-game winning streak, but I think you said it, James. They've been much better lately, and... I expect this to be a close one, so they don't even have to win to cover. So, yeah, I'll, I'll go with the Celtics here. 
Yeah, I know I like the Celtics, but in Golden State, especially with this Warriors lineup being pretty healthy, I think that you just have to go with the Warriors. The spread's only four. They can cover it with foul shots there at the end. So I think I'm going to have to lean Golden State here. Um, the next game is the Milwaukee Bucks at the Sacramento Kings. Bucks are favored by nine. Um, I guess, Mete, which side do you like? Oh, it's a tough one because... Yeah, I don't like the big spreads, but the Kings are just so, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Disappointing. So, yeah, I think I'll finally pick a big spread, and I expect the Bucks to cover this one. Right, need uh, which side do you like here? Uh, it's a big spread, but I think the Bucks can cover this. Yeah, I think I'm with you guys. You got to go with the Bucs here. They're looking healthier than ever. Um, we saw what they did in Utah. I think they'll do the same thing in Sacramento. So, yeah, they'll get a solid win and cover here. Um, final game of the night, Toronto Raptors at the LA Clippers. Raptors are favored uh, by one and a half. Uh, so, at this point, you're pretty much picking the winner. Um, I guess, Nate, I'll start with you. Uh, do you think the Raptors can pull this off? I think so. Um, the Raptors have a win streak right now, so they're, they've been playing pretty hot. Um, the Clippers, they're without Paul George, Kawhi, and uh, Morgan Powell. So um, it's going to come down to, I guess, basically, how does the rest of the roster play against the Raptors? And I think the Raptors should be able to contain the Clippers. All right. And I guess, Matty, I'll get to you. I assume you're also going with the Raptors. Yeah, I'm going with the Raptors as well, but. I'm not, like, super confident in that. I feel like this should be a really good game. So I'll take the Raptors, but I won't be surprised if the Clippers win. Yeah, I think I'm going to go with the Raptors as well. I know the Clippers should be getting back Marcus Morris and Reggie Jackson for this game, which is why the spread is pretty close. But, yeah, I mean, Toronto, they've been rolling. I think, what was it, four wins in a row, Mete, you said? Um, yeah, this team has been pretty solid. We saw what they did to the Lakers. I mean, obviously, the Clippers have been proving to be tougher competition, so it won't be as easy, but I definitely think the Raptors can pull it out, so I'm going to go with them in this game. And, yeah, what a huge slate on Wednesday. We finally were able to get through all of the games, talk about all the different teams. I guess, Metti, I'll start with you. I guess, any last thoughts? Yeah, my last thoughts for the East is it looks like the playoff picture is pretty much set in stone. And what I mean by that is actually the play-in picture. Like, the Hornets have a big lead on the Wizards, so it looks like we know the two teams in the 9 and 10 seed. And then, yeah, it looks like the Raptors and Cavaliers could swap seeds. Even the Nets, I think they can get hot and take the 6 seed. So it looks like we know our two play-in teams there. And then... For the West, I feel like it's not as clear. Like the Spurs, mm -hmm. Kings, and Blazers, although they've been disappointing, so have the Lakers. So I don't think they're completely out of it yet. And they just need to win a couple of games in a row to make it. So, yeah, we're, we're really coming down to the stretch here before the playoffs. And I'm just super interested to see how – all the seedings go down. Yeah, for sure. It's definitely going to be uh, really 
uh, tough matchups, uh, especially in the play-in. Um, I guess considering all the teams that are fighting for playoff spots there, I guess, Nate, uh, any last thoughts from you? I guess this is pretty much going to come down to um, for the playoffs, at least for the East. Um, it's not necessarily um, who is going to make it, but um, who is going to finish at what seating. Because I think um, certain matchups are not going to be as favorable for certain teams. So uh, depending on what matchup they like, they might um, not necessarily give it their all. They might drop a couple of spots, but they might end up getting a better matchup. And I guess other teams might be fighting as hard as they can to, um, I guess, miss the play-in entirely and just go straight to the playoffs like the Raptors. I think they're trying to avoid the play-in and just go straight to the playoffs. Um, I think for the Bulls, they might want to make, um, I guess, more of a push to get a more favorable seating. So it'll depend on whether Lonzo Ball will come back, but he should be available for the playoffs, hopefully. So I guess we'll just have to see about that. Yeah, definitely there's going to be a lot of shuffling in the East as all the teams are pretty close in terms of record. I do like the Bucks' chances of winning the East number one seed. I definitely feel like they are the top team when healthy. So, um, yeah, uh, they've been looking solid. We talked about Brooklyn looking solid. And, yeah, the Raptors have looked solid as well. So um, definitely going to be some interesting games down the stretch. And then as for the West, uh, like uh, Mete said, uh, they're in the play-in. There's definitely a lot of battling. But I guess near the top, it's more solidified. So we'll definitely have to see what the matchups turn out like there. And yeah, that's going to be the end of this big time basketball episode. Make sure you check us out on Twitter and Instagram at FanFanPodcast. We've been posting picks for NBA and NHL. Definitely go check them out. Uh, and then for this episode, we're on YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Google Podcasts. So just make sure you like, subscribe, share, hit the bell for notifications on YouTube, leave comments, reviews, all that good stuff. And yeah, guys, uh, definitely a lot to cover in the NBA this week. Definitely a lot of exciting games coming up. And we'll talk to you guys on the next episode.